Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger. I have with me here Andy Zambito. He's a Chief Sales Officer of the Americas for Creatio. Andy, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Really pleased to be here. As you mentioned, Andy Zambito. I'm the Chief Sales Officer at Creatio now, but I've spent about uh, 20 plus years in uh, in tech and tech sales as individual contributor and all the way up through leadership at a, a number of different uh, firms. And my charter here is is running our go-to-market teams and growing that for uh, all the Americas regions. Wonderful. And and what does Creatio do? I mean, you know, I was on the website, we talked yeah. about it, you know, but there's a lot going on there. Sure. You know, specifically, how do you help companies in that B2B space? You know, what is that yeah. Creatio offers? Sure. Well, it all starts from the vision, right? And the vision of Creatio is enabling a world where everyone can automate business ideas in minutes. And so what we're doing is trying to enable the world of business users, professionals, to become citizen developers, rather than this long line of IT that you need to get into and work faster to deliver a higher degree of value. If you look back at the world today, we have about 1.7 billion knowledge workers who are creating a demand for about 500 million applications. Mm -hmm. And there are only about 25 million developers in the world today to do that. So this is, this is the movement that we're in. And the way we deliver on this value is through the world of low code, no code, which is for the audience who may not know, this is taking the, the ability for a business user in a drag and drop interface. You've probably seen this in some commercial operations for uh, consumers to be able to build business applications, automate business processes, and really drive the business at a faster pace. We focus heavily on business operations, customer relationship management is an area that we do a lot of our focus as well. So let's talk about that drag and drop because you know I know what you're talking about. I, I've seen these things before. Most people who visualize drag and drop are looking at like website editors, right? They think of like Wix, right? Or something like that. One of those things where they can make a website and with the drag and drop. So people are familiar with that idea, I believe, and they're not too intimidated by that because that's been very prevalent. So maybe educate the audience how similar in usage yeah. is that when people make a quick website drag and drop versus what Creatio does. Is it that simple? Is it a little more complicated? Is you know, Do you have to have a certain base foundation of knowledge first before you can do that? Or can yeah. a layman go in and say, well, I need these things automated and I can go like this, 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 and then it works. Like how to, you know, walk me through it. Absolutely. So Think about this in a number of ways. How often does a, a business professional, back when we used to drive into work, right? They get on their commute and they have this amazing idea of something they want to make reality. Then they get everybody around the table. They say, let's do all of this. And the first thing that happens is you see hands go up. Well, we need six months and a million dollars to do that. Or, or we can't do that because these things you want to touch, they're sacred to some other group. So what we're actually enabling is everything from, if you can imagine drawing a, a flow chart on a whiteboard, and then saying, I want to empower each of these elements to do certain things, whether they be instruct an individual, interact with data. This is truly the environment that we're in. And so you, I don't just think of it as building apps, but also in that automation of process. Now, when you talk about the skill set, certainly as this market evolves, I think we see a movement that kind of low code and no code will merge. There's a reason there are kind of two terms for it now. People are coming at this differently in a low code environment it is a little bit more oriented toward a business analyst that has a deeper understanding of, of their business and is not and is, is tech friendly, if you will, uh, and is really about bringing these kind of composable parts together. 
no code as you're, you're thinking a complete drag and drop environment. But what we've seen in the industry is that no code providers are starting to have to add more low code capabilities to enable higher order uh, you know, capabilities and low code providers are, are quickly driving towards no code. So we see in the future, the, the merging of this. Well, so the, you, got, the, you even got ahead of me a little bit on, on one of my questions. I was oh, asking. okay, good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's great. I love it. I was asked kind of like, what's the future of the industry? And you're already, you're already headed there. Yeah. So keep driving, keep going. Yeah. So you know, when today, you know, you, if you uh, have that business idea and you want to, you know, produce that application, you can. Uh, what we what we see oftentimes is this this uh, ranges from um, business specific applications. We see a lot of demand for of thinking I need something for, and that's why I said CRM earlier, marketing, sales, service. And so what Creation does is we we've built purpose built applications on top of this framework and platform to truly accelerate uh, your time to market and your ability to deliver that. But you also have this, this kind of horizontal pull that happens in an organization once you grab onto the idea that, well, wait, if, if we can automate that process, I have these you know, 14 other things in human resources and in finance yeah. and other areas. It just that, expands. Yeah, that are just routine things. And you'd be surprised at how many processes really can be put onto a template. And that, that you, know, you think about whether it be something like employee onboarding, as an example, customer onboarding, yeah. uh, expense management, all these things are, are merely just processes in a business that you could articulate what you want to do. And rather than getting into an ITQ and hiring a developer to do that, we want to empower you to be able to do that. So, so how does this compare to something out there that people use a lot like Zapier, for example, right? You know, you go to Zapier, you know, you, you type in what the app is here and, and which one you want to connect it with. It has a drop down of saying, okay, when this action happens, tell it to do that one. So it connects, mm-hmm. obviously two different applications with preset, uh, you know, if then scenarios, right? It's very easy to use for anyone. Does your drag and drop, you know, I, I imagine if you're inside the interface, is it basically like doing Zapier without having to manually go in and do that? Like, is it already preloaded? Like, how does that work? Is it hosted through Creatio? You know, just, I guess, visually, if somebody is using Creatio, what do they see when they're trying to automate these processes from their other softwares and systems? So yeah, let me, let me try to unpack this a little bit uh, bigger for you. Uh, so when you're thinking about Zapier and you're talking about kind of that API connection between two, two data sources, this is, this is a much uh, uh, broader vision. Now we certainly enable the ability to call web services and do different capabilities. But if you think about it this way, we have this low code platform that I shared with you, which allows you in a studio environment, as we'd mentioned to kind of build those applications. And at the heart of that is the business process automation. But on top of that, we have, so what, what a lot of folks will see is we have built these, these purpose-built CRM solutions as well. So if you think about, uh, uh, so customers will see different things, if you will, our, whether it's lead management or sales automation, these are areas where it's, the solution is a Gartner leader, mm-hmm. right? But it also is built on this capability set. So in that environment, I have my traditional CRM, my Salesforce automation. And if you ask somebody who's ever used something like that, and you say, is it, did they enjoy it? Was it easy to use? Was it easy to change and modify? That's a paradigm we're changing there, right? Mm-hmm. So for the ability for those business power users to go in there and make all those changes, outside of that, it will look like a, if you're just in the studio environment, it really will be like dragging and drawing your process out and mm-hmm. empowering that node. And to your point of, I'm going to call this web service and answer these questions, and this is what I want it to do mm-hmm. and how, how I want that. And now I want to automate and, and push a message to this individual, all those things that you can imagine. Sure. So uh, let, let's switch gears a little bit here. I'm a marketing guy by nature. You know, I, I, I do a lot of B2B stuff. And so what is Creatio doing to get their name out there, right? You know, how big is Creatio already? 
you know, and then what types of things do you guys focusing on from a marketing standpoint and, and maybe even sales since you're the chief sales officer, Sure, um, that's really, really pushing that, you know, uh, across the nation or the world. Well, besides obviously doing podcasts like this to get uh, the word out, there's quite a few things. The, the company has been around, has an established presence, right? This is a, about 650 employees on a global basis. And we are a digital first company, right? So we, one of our big messages in the space we occupy is about digital transformation and helping organizations get there. And so for us, one of the biggest things we do is digital events, right? And this has been a big push, obviously in the days of, of COVID, I think a lot of people went into that realm, but this is something we've been doing for quite some time. We also do a lot of experimentation. Right, our technology, we use our own technology for just about everything we do. So all of our sales and marketing, everything else is managed through that. So we, we have the traditional routes as you'd expect for an enterprise uh, software organization, but we do lean heavily on forward thinking views of this and, and the digital events. Okay, and then who's your optimal client, right? I mean, are these small businesses, medium size, enterprise? Uh, what industries typically really uh, benefit from this more than others? Uh, who, who's that perfect, you know, avatar client for you? Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic question. So there are a, a couple aspects to this. One of the big powers of, of what we do is that it, it does scale vertically, both, you know, functionally and technically, but also uh, commercially. So mm-hmm. it, this does address needs, whether it be SMB all the way to Fortune 100 or, or government. And we are a global organization operating in, you know, 110 countries with, you know, a, a really extensive of partner community. From a ideal customer, from a size and scope, I would say that the, you know, we spend, my teams particularly spend an awful lot of time in that commercial enterprise space, mm-hmm. right? When you think about the industries, we track about 23 industries that we focus on, but the industries that benefit most are the ones that have high complexity. Because if you think about, again, what we're doing, you have complex CRM solutions, as you can imagine, that have a lot of challenges. The more interaction there is between departments, we see these challenges between front and middle and, and, and the back office systems that, that kind of data drop off in those gray areas. So when you have process intensive, complex industries, they'll see a tremendous amount of value, both in our off the shelf solutions, as well as the studio. And that tends to be things you'd expect like financial services, manufacturing, distribution, logistics, telco, pharma, uh, you, you name it in those areas. Are you struggling to generate warm leads fast for your B2B tech company? Do you wish you could hand off the entire process to a team of professionals and have leads flowing in daily to fill your pipeline and convert to big ROI sales? Well, at Infinity Marketing Group, that is exactly what we do. We are lead generation masters who specialize in the B2B tech industry. So whether you're in hardware, software, or even tech services, we here at Infinity Marketing Group can turn your company into a lead generation machine. So for more information, visit our website at www.infinitymgroup.com. Email us at info at infinitymgroup.com or give us a call at 303-834-7344. We look forward to helping you realize your revenue goals. So let me ask you this here. You know, my audience, they really like to... uh to kind of know what's coming down the pipeline, right? A little sneak yeah. preview, if you will. Now, to, to help you out, we're recording this, but it probably won't go on for a couple more, <laughs> right? So it won't be too proprietary, but okay. what's yep. coming down Fair the enough. pipeline for Croatia? What are, what are some of the pet projects that is going to sure. set you guys even more apart here that are going to be coming out here in the near future? 
So what's really interesting is uh, it's funny you mentioned when this is coming out. So actually, even just this week, we just had a major release. So there's there's uh, I can talk about that, but then we can we can go in the future. Um, a lot of the area of focus for us is when you when I was talking about kind of low code and no code and, and the merging of this and the enablement of, of citizen developers, we want to enhance that even more. And so when you're thinking about, you know, you're in marketing, the front end look and feel of things really matters, right? And the adoption of technology and, uh, for, and usability is paramount for any IT project inside of a business. So the power that we're putting out for folks to be able to modify the look and feel down to their really highly tailored nature, right? Because one of the, one of the reactions you have when you talk to people about low code and no code, uh, they often want to say is, you know, where, where's the limit of that? And you have to actually get under the covers and, and do real coding or I, that only works for maybe something kind of simple. And that's actually not true at all. And, and so not only is there a ton of power uh, underneath the, but we want to bring more and more of that to the front end. Additionally, I'll say that like, like anyone that's uh, working right now, there's a lot of push in, in data science and machine learning and things of that nature. In, in our world for organizations, if you think about call centers looking to use that for intelligent routing, or a sales representative in a bank looking for what's the next best offer that I should make utilizing the data that we have at hand because we're able to bring together um, such disparate sets of data. Our, our platform is built on a unified database and data schema. So unlike a lot of business platforms that get built off of, you know, I've built one thing, I've bought another, I've acquired this, and we have to try to cobble them together in order to have a view of my customer, or what's important to me. Mm-hmm. That's a default position. Uh, on our platform. So anything that you're building off of that or any of these vertical elements that you would purchase are all taking advantage of that. So that's another big push for us is in these these uh, verticalized solutions that are becoming more highly tailored to your needs, which is all about what we're about, which is about accelerating time to market, right? Can we accelerate you taking that idea that you have, that real business value you want to deliver? Can we make that faster? Can we make that more affordable? Can we future-proof, really, and allow you to not be kind of locked in and be able to adjust. See, now that I like, and especially since, you know, anything you, you can do to make sure, like you said, future-proof, like that's yeah. the big deal, obviously, right? Uh, and you already kind of answered my next question, you know, about how the future of that industry, you know, you see low-code and no-code really kind of starting to merge, uh, yeah. which is a really interesting concept there. So let's let's ask something a little personal about you, actually. Um, I, okay. I ask this one every now and then. Um, you know, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? And then is that what you are now? Or if not, how did it get there? Right? Like, just, I'm curious. I want to yeah. know about Andy. Far from it. I, I wondered, I, I heard some of your previous interviews. I wondered if I would get that question. Yeah. So <laughs> Every me, now and I, I'm, I'm probably about as far as you could get from uh, where I started. So as a kid, I probably would have answered that as, you know, Indiana Jones. Right. And oh, I yeah. got, I got as far as, uh, you know, getting my, uh, my first degree in, uh, you know, ancient and medieval European history. Right. So, okay. I, I, I started down that path. Um, I took a number of twists and turns in my early days, um, you know, uh, was going to pursue the military and I was going to pursue finance. And ultimately, you know, what I found was I was always coming back to whatever I did was touching technology. You know, even in, in finance, it was working in a tech portfolio um, when I and so I, I had the opportunity. Uh, I got kind of plucked from that because I had, so I had a unique set of things in my background that somebody said, you know, we'd like to bring you in on on the sales side to talk about all these things that you've been doing on, on the back end. This was back in the days when, you know, the bubble was about to burst and, and uh, you know, everything was custom. Uh, and that was my, my first foray into it. And 
I'll have to say it was one of the most challenging, one of my early jobs, one of the most challenging one in sales, but that also kind of embraced uh, for me, it was selling artificial intelligent decision support systems. Mm -hmm. So the concept of I'm going to sell you a piece of technology that I can't show you, I can't really, you know, demonstrate any of it. And you're going to feed data into it. And it's going to give you guidance that will yield results, say, six months down the line. And trust yeah. me, it's going to be great. And, <laughs> and it would. I mean, it would do these things. But you know, it was uh, that really kind of shows you if you're cut out for, for this space. And then from then on, <laughs> the rest was history. Well, it's funny. It's funny how you, I, I like how your story about you wanting to be came from a movie. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's because mine did you like, you know, when I, I saw Top Gun as a kid. All right. All I ever wanted to be was a fighter pilot. Right. And actually, I got to tell you, I got pretty close. I, even got, I got to the point where I, I got to fly uh, Air Force trainer fighter jet. Wow. Right? Okay. Amazing. But would you have, that's pretty far along, right? In the end, it, it wasn't for me. You know, I, I'm such a creative person. And I think I realized last second that, you know, there's not a whole lot of room for creativity in the cockpit of a fighter plane. Right. Um, at least there shouldn't be. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how about this? If you're forced to be creative in a fighter plane, you're being shot at. Okay. Like, <laughs> exactly. And so, exactly. you know, it's very methodical. You know, they always say 99% routine, 1% chaos. And I was like, you know, I got to tell you, I like a little more chaos in my life than that. So uh, I ended up going, you know, private sector and, you know, and, and marketing and whatnot. But uh, yeah, mine came from a movie too, just like yours, Indiana Jones. So that's cool. <laughs> and I found that, I found that for me, you know, when I was uh, in the office doing this, that the times I enjoyed the, the most when I was doing analysis, whatever it was, was when I finally got out of the office to talk to the business leaders that I was, you know, doing, whether it was underwriting or portfolio management, whatever it might've been, and talk to them about what the real challenges were. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the other kind of big themes that's happening in our space right now is all around, you know, digital transformation, but that's a, a very overused term. Yeah, it's really and broad. it's been around for, you know, 15, 20 years. And you know, I think what's really what most organizations have been doing is what I would call digitization, right? I'm going to take my server and put it in the cloud. I'll take paper and I'll put it electronically. And there was a, a meme that went around, uh, you know, last year, which was very telling when organizations were tasked with saying, you know, what, who in your business is driving digital transformation the most? And the answer was COVID, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, so it wasn't a person. It was this yeah. event that everybody was imposed onto. And, you know, an interesting study that we just released was our first annual kind of state of, of low code, no code, right? Basically surveying a thousand business professionals to understand their perspective on this. But it was under the umbrella, if you will, of, of uh, digital transformation. And, you know, the telling thing for us is I think 95% of organizations didn't slow down or stop their, their efforts in digital transformation. But yet on the other side of that, only 10% of business processes they felt had been automated. And that about, you know, it was about 43% saying that uh, it was the lack of skilled resources that, that was blocking them. It kind of goes back to that, that first argument I made and, and why the space we occupy, why Gartner says, you know, this is going to be, you know, 60% of business applications will be built on this in the next several years because there's really no alternative, right? Mm -hmm. The world has kind of pushed everybody to this place where, you know, if, I, if you suddenly can't bring people into your branch, what are you going to do in order sure. to attract them, right? You're in the marketing side, right? You have to completely come up with whole, all new ways to still hit those, those growth metrics. And for me, what's exciting about it is it, it really shows you how much process is at the heart of what differentiates one organization from another. If you think about it, whether it be, you know, you mentioned planes, so whether you're an, an airline, right? And you're the, your internal processes with each other and your external processes, at the end of the day, you're selling a seat from a to a destination. 
both planes will get you there. But why do those organizations end up having vastly different valuations, different turnarounds of their planes, different customer experience? It's all about the processes that they, they have and how they manage it. So yeah. that's, for me, one of the personal things that attracted me to Croatia was we're at the heart of not just digital transformation, but um, it, this, is, this is really the differentiator for organizations, right? You can proliferate apps and they're a means to an end and they're, they're essential and they're critical, but they don't yield the result. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that I may have taken off a tangent, but you, you, you inspired me with that, that thought of the plane took me there yeah. uh, with the thought and what's, what makes it exciting. So let me ask you this here. Um, you know, you, you've been in business a while. You, you've had a lot of experience with your company that you're with mm -hmm. now. And I'm, I'm sure once before, what is either the best advice you've ever been given business wise or the best advice that you know how to give to the audience? Anyone listening? Sure. Well, I learned this the hard way in both work and business. So it became something that I now kind of try to impart to others, which it's not enough to be right, mm. right? Whether it's in your personal life or your business life. So in the, in the world for me with sales or the company, right, you could have the best product and the best price and the best people and all those things, but there's more to it than that. In, and understanding that and what drives that, both in your personal relationships, whether it's you and your, your partner, or whether it's you and you know, a customer that you're interacting with. And I think if you embrace that and then kind of get underneath it, you will get to better results. So that's just awesome. certainly a, a life one for me. Well, Andy, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. How can people, anyone listening you know, at, at their company who might see that Creatio could help them, how do they find you guys as a company? And then how could someone reach out to you personally if they needed to uh, for any kind sure. of partnership stuff or whatever? <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity to say this. So obviously, creatio.com is our website. We are, you mentioned how are we getting word out there. We're uh, fairly prolific in our content. So we generate a tremendous amount of content, whether it be YouTube channels, articles, the rest. Uh, you know, we're thought leaders in the space. Uh, we welcome you to, to check that out. Certainly, I'm open to hearing from any of the audience and I can be reached at a.zambito at creatio.com. That's wonderful. Andy, thanks again for being on the show. And uh, I actually look forward to checking it out myself because, you know, I'm kind of that, that software geek, right? You know me. <laughs> I certainly appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks a lot, Andy. Bye-bye. Take care. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps the podcast jump in the ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, if you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted, hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com, that's infinitymgroup.com. Or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com or you can call us at 303-834-7344. We look forward to talking with you and I look forward to you listening to my next episode of The Future of BizTech.